0: We've heard um, so many incredible stories already, and these are the tapestry that makes up St. Mary's Um, and I like to think about um, with birthdays they are moments to not only celebrate the now but celebrate what has gone before and for me um, today feels a little bit like when you open up a photo album and you go back through all the pictures and you go oh yeah do you remember that? Do you remember the story around that picture? Do you remember what happened there? Do you remember what built up to all that moment? Um, So we wanted to kind of do that in conversation now, Um, John and Hannah are going to come up um, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's gone before and what is also coming up. So would you have to give them a round of applause as they come up and take the seats. Hello guys. Hello. Hi Emily. Do you want to do your iconic St. Mary's welcome (laughs) just for us to get going?
1: Um, For those of you who haven't met, uh, my name's John. I'm Hannah. And together we get the privilege of leading St. Mary's community.
2: Yeah, (laughs) lovely.
0: It's iconic, right? Um, guys, it's wonderful to have this moment to, um, to hear from you a lot of who St. Mary, Mary's is, is wrapped up in your calling and what you felt God um, was asking you to do in coming here, in um, being a part of this church and renewing this church again. So um, it is a privilege uh, to have you not only come to Southampton, but also just share from your perspective what has led up to this and what has led up to us being on this stage with gold paper around us, about to share in a fantastic meal. Um, So, talk to us about those early days, how you were feeling, what was going on, what led up to you planting a church in Southampton.
2: Totally. Well, I just have to say before I say anything that I just feel so grateful to God and to Jesus. Hearing those stories, um, I'm super emotional. Sorry if I cry. But it, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for the calling. So basically, it was 2017. I had had a one week old baby, my first child. John had finished six years of vicar training, and we were kind of planning on spending about two years or so in London before maybe going and planting a church, maybe, if that's what God had for us. And when Eli was one week old, John got a call telling us about St. Mary's and saying, you know, could you guys start praying about it, consider it, um, and you know, you'd need to move in like nine months and we would launch it like one year today basically. And my head kind of exploded (laughs) because I had a newborn baby and I was like, God, this wasn't really the plan we would discussed. Like I had a bit of a more like chill idea of easing into this. Um, And so I felt I felt actually really nervous, to be honest. I'm from Canada, I would never been to Southampton, I didn't know anyone in Southampton, I just felt like it seemed like a lovely spot, but I was like, it feels really random, because I've never been there and I don't know anything about it. Um, and I basically spent so much time, more time than I've ever spent before in prayer and in the Word, because I, I really wanted to seek. Um, what was right. John felt the calling more quickly than I did. And so I I just went to the Word and God actually really spoke to me through this one passage, which is in John, and it's John the Baptist. And it's just this tiny passage that says, um, there was water, and so John baptized people there. And it names like a little place that no one's ever heard of before. Lots of people have heard of Southampton, but this place in the Bible was random. And I just felt God say, it doesn't matter. Like, there's people there that love me, that need the Spirit. And just, just go. Like, don't worry about the place so much. I'll sort all that out. And he absolutely did and more. Um, so that was the beginning for me. It was a little bit nervous, but God obviously came through.
1: Um, Uh, And I think, um, as Hannah said, I had a sense of calling a bit earlier, um, which is always fun in a relationship when you've got uh, one week old and you're like, let's move city. Um, uh, So it's good. We grew a lot. Um, uh, but, But I kind of had this sense, as we've shared, it was this like I couldn't quite think of a reason not to do it. Um, it wasn't like a really super strong reason to do it but I just couldn't be like I feel like there's something about this or something about God speaking to us Um, I distinctly remember 2018 January 1st um, I was uh, waking up and Hannah um, uh, kind of woke up and was like are you okay and I said I have not slept at all um, because so far we were planting a church next year And now we're planting a church this year and it's gotten a lot more real Um, and just like really, really scared, like filled with fear. What if it fails? What if no one comes? What if, you know, so many doubts and fears into that. And um, I think we use that again as like a, a prayer that we would not ever let fear govern our decisions and um, we recognize that fear is a real thing uh, and we experience and feel fear we just don't want it to make uh, the path for us and so we felt like that was one of the things that kind of God was calling and it's like you've got to be a fearless community and um, you've got to trust in his perfect love uh, that will overcome anything else and um, that really felt confirmed to us as Hannah mentioned we didn't really have much of a connection to Southampton um, Uh, and my parents were living in Malawi at the time they're Zimbabwean but um, uh, they text us after two months after we made the decision to move to Southampton and um, they asked oh which church was it and um, you said St. Mary's in the city centre and uh, they uh, my dad sent me a picture and there was no reason why you would ever know this. I didn't know anything about my grandparents, didn't know their names. Uh, they died when he was young. Uh, but he sent this picture, and I think it's on the screen, um, uh, of uh, that's my grandparents getting married in this church. Uh, 70 years uh, or 75 years ago and um, it was this real like confirmation for us is like God has gone before us uh, God has been preparing the way uh, God has, has already ordained the steps uh, for our path we just got to trust in him and, and fearlessly follow
0: Amazing. Um, And we've just watched um, a great video put together by the team um, showing the highlights reel of what has happened over the last five years. Um, But a lot of um, the words uh, that are spoken in that video um, were part of the original launch video that you guys used. You've moved down to Southampton, summer of 2018. You've got to gather together a bunch of people and tell the city who you are and what you're doing. Um, So that vision from that original original video has carried forward to today Um, but tell us a little bit about that that first initial getting going new building new people tell us about that.
1: Um, So many things to say um, uh, it took I would say a best part of I took until COVID for me to um, get over on a Sunday morning the thought of I think this is going to be the day when no one comes. Uh, I think this will be the time where it's like it just it's just not going to work today uh, and so just like so much doubt I think it's important to we want to say that because when you are stepping into the things that you feel like God's calling it's like not easy um, and there is still doubt and there's you know even even like with confirmations of like this has been 70 years in the making which doesn't know about it you still got to be like okay God let's do this um, but our prayer, we, had, we were praying about absolutely everything, but we had a specific prayer um, for, the, for the first month, uh, and we were praying that someone would come to faith and someone would get healed. We wanted that to be the prayer because we didn't want this to be a project that we were doing um, uh, and that we were gathering people towards. We wanted that to be the prayer because we could like, put the flag in the ground and say, this is a move of God. This is what he is doing. This is not what we have control over, but this is where God is moving. And, um, and then launched Sunday, 30th of September, 2018, um, celebrating in here in basically a building site. Um, uh, and uh, someone came forward for prayer who had been struggling with a sleep disorder for years. And um, we prayed for them and um, hard to tell whether the sleep disorder is healed on the spot. Um, <laughs> Uh, but we got this email the next morning after the kind of like, oh my gosh, that was exhausting. Um, that uh, that lady had slept through the night for the first time in the two years after we prayed for her. And um, she then went on and did an Alpha course. She was visiting from Guildford and she joined uh, an Alpha course in Guildford. And um, it was just, just like such a kind of a confirmation and encouragement that like God moves in people's lives. He shifts things. He, he heals. He transforms. And, and then just many people are coming to faith and like we just don't really know why Um, we just sort of open the doors and put up a little flag and we're like we're here Um, and you know so many like one guy read about us in the daily echo and came along because he was intrigued and then became a christian uh friends being brought along family members being brought along last week you we heard david Dooley. i think he's here today um who just walking past heard that the church was reopening used to come here as a kid no faith came and did alpha is now helping run alpha in prisons and serving on our meeting place and uh, it just like that prayer has been answered someone saved someone healed. Oh, over and over again, and so just, yeah, what a joy.
2: I mean, it's, it, it was such an exciting t- time. It's never stopped being exciting. I honestly still feel that way, but um, one really strong memory for me from year one was we moved here, and we, we knew literally no one except for a few people who really faithfully had moved with us. And we were basically telling everyone we met, like, if you were serving me at Pizza Hut, I was about to tell you about church. And my mum is like me, but times 10 when it comes to sociability. If you ever get the privilege of meeting her, so friendly. And she basically accosted a lovely young couple walking down the street with their newborn baby. They were just outside the church and she was like, Um, there's about, this church is about to reopen, there's going to be lots of families, you guys should come, and I think talked to them for such a long time, they were very polite British people that they were like, okay, like, we'll come check it out if you stop talking to us. And they did come along, um, and that woman ended up becoming one of my closest friends. She got baptised, and that's Kaylee who shared with us earlier today. Um, Yay, Kaylee! But... Yeah, I just think like if you would have told me that somebody would come to church from someone randomly like asking them to on the street when we were praying about moving, I was like, just who does that? Like people don't do that and they don't get involved and they don't make lifelong friends that way. So that was a really special one for me.
0: Um, so all those incredible peepi- people descending on this build- building, start my words for better, um, So there's a lot of momentum, a lot of excitement, and then COVID happens. Um, Talk to us about your feelings entering into COVID, your prayers for for this community at that time. What were you feeling? What were you thinking?
1: Oh, it was the best time of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that, proverb 16.9 spoke to us a lot. Um, uh, which says uh, that people make their own plans, but the Lord directs their path. And this was, like, absolutely not the plan. Um, I remember uh, lots of people, I was on, like, church leader calls because everyone's connecting on Zoom now. And, like, oh, my gosh, we're speaking to people in Australia. Amazing. Uh, and uh, they were, like, this is the future of the church. The technology's there. We're ready and waiting. And just in my spirit, I mean, like, if this is the future of the church, I am out. Like, I, I hate this. Um, I want to be with people. Um, and so... Yeah, loads, loads of challenging parts, but some amazing parts, I'll, I'll maybe say the challenging part. Let's, yeah. let's lift spirits first. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I'll get them back down again.
2: I mean, um, you guys were all so inspiring during COVID. So, you know, you've heard us say this a million times, but it really accelerated our vision of serving the city. It was like, let's go right now. There's people that need help right now. So we started um, Love Your Neighbour, Marketplace got started in COVID and so many people generously gave of their time. And, you know, it was a scary time as well. They took risks to come and serve their community and make sure people had food, to make sure that people weren't completely isolated. And I just think that's like the church turned said out during that time in such an incredible way, just like overnight. And I think my favorite part was that we didn't, you know, it wasn't like, let's plan this for three months and then do something. It was like, we need to do something tomorrow. Um, and everybody, the church community, really showed up for
1: that. Yeah, so like unbelievable uh, faith service, like compassion from our community is blown away, and um, just yeah, how people responded is incredible. And um, like I think it was on the video, like drive-through church. Um, that was that was that was a joy, um, uh, just to see people even in their cars. Um, but definitely like loads. Of, like Hovod was really hard trying to. Um, we had a we had an eighteen month old and a six month old we were trying to lead a community. I felt like we we need to like be the purveyors of hope because if like if we aren't You know, bouncy and sort of like, I know it's hard, but it's going to be okay. Almost feels like, oh my gosh, nothing. Like, you know, we might as well just give up. Um, uh, And that was, that just took its toll. Um, And I remember there was a distinct moment, it was about three months in, um, and we were recording these. It's just like, I never want to record a talk on an iPhone again. It's just literally, oh, it just killed me. Um, And so on a Friday afternoon, trying to get this talk done, and you're like in your head, and you're, Taking a million takes to do it. Um, And I just couldn't. I literally got to a point where I was like, I actually can't speak. And I was in a room by myself with an iPhone. I was like, I just can't speak. I just have nothing to give. Um, Went home, just like broke down on the doorstep. I was like, I just feel utterly empty. I just got nothing to give. Um, And God was, like, Hannah was extremely kind. um, uh, And God was really kind. But I, I feel like, I think that one of the things that I took out of that time was um, I think I learned the difference between hope and optimism. Um, I think optimism is something that we do. Uh, And and it's good to be optimistic. I'm not like, I'm not sort of, I don't really want to be a pessimistic person. I just think it's better to be a bit more optimistic. Um, uh, But it only gets you so far. Um, it doesn't. It only gets you about two and a half months into lockdown. It doesn't get you past month three. Um, and that verse is Romans 15:13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. You overflow with hope. It's like that. God does the filling of the hope, and God does the giving of the joy and the peace. And it's just this. It's a slight change from like the best is yet to come. That. In a surprising way, in a way that we're all locked away and people are suffering, that there is this surprising hope, a hope so surprising that a man would die on a cross and come back again. Like that's the level of surprising uh, that our hope is based on. Um, and it just, it really, I just really, it was a really formative time of, of learning how to, how to lean on God.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right there, Hannah, the church turning inside out. We learned a lot in the good, in the bad as well, the highs and lows of it. I think it formed a lot of who we are as a church and what we are passionate about. Um, So then coming out of COVID, what did you feel like God was saying to us?
2: Yeah, so I think um, one of the things we really missed so much from church in lockdown was just worshiping together as a community. And, you know, we, we, were, we gave it all our all-worshipping at home. It was such a gift to be able to do that and know we were in these scattered houses. But it's not the same as being in a room with hundreds of people worshipping God. And John and I missed that so much. So when we came back, we were like, we just want to lean into that so much because it's incredible what God does. And it's incredible to honour him with so many voices together. So one of the things that we have done post-COVID, you know, we've always loved worship, but we were like, let's like push on this lever a bit harder. And we brought that in, like last year, there was, you know, significantly more worship nights. We had, I was here at a worship night on Thursday night. And I was just like, man, what a privilege. Like, what a privilege to worship our God all together to honour him like that. To turn to him like that, so that that's one big thing um, that we just thought we want to lean into that harder when we can, because we know what it's like to not be able to.
1: Um, I, I think coming out of lockdown, definitely that kind of the, the tangible presence of God, which you can which you can experience in your room, or in your living room, and when you're watching on a screen like that absolutely. Um, I just think there is something powerful about the people gathering. And um, I think it wasn't just gathering for the sake of gathering. Um, I think one of the phrases that we used coming out was uh, crowds are never going to transform a city. Only disciples can do that. Only people who are carrying the presence of God, who are are following him, who are laying down their lives. And, And so like not gathering for the sake of gathering but gathering for the sake of this place being a community of deep wells and roaring fires so like a place where kind of compassionate healing and and togetherness and community is happening at the same time that we're being kind of invigorated and and fueled for uh, the task at hand to go and be his hands and feet to go and show the city that there is a God who is so passionately for them to show your friends and family, your network your neighbourhood and um, Um, and so just kind of for this place to become like a like a cauldron of of like sort of bubbling it's like it's it's, it's safe it's safe you can come and heal but it's it's not so safe that you get comfortable it's like a little bit there's a little bit of risk and danger uh, to kind of moving out into uh, into the world around us. Also, uh, and we planted a church. And we planted uh, a church. <laughs>
0: um, no, I,
1: I think, um, you know, St. Wins Totten launched at the end of COVID, and I just think, turns out you can plant churches in lockdowns. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know that. And um, it turns out God is bigger than all of the things that we worry about and all of the concerns that we have, that he, he is on the move. He wants to renew people's hearts and lives, and so he's, he's going to get on with it.
0: Mm. But ideally never to be repeated.
1: In lockdown.
0: Not. Yeah, no. let never never more no, no more lock no more down, please. No not please. so with that cauldron that you've described bubbling away, what does the next five years look like for St. Mary's?
2: Yeah, I mean I feel so excited. Like I think one of the neat things about being here today is looking around and some of you I've known for a long time, some of you I've not met, but there's been relationships that have formed over the last five years. And those aren't just relationships to just like have a good time. I, sh- I certainly hope you are having a good time. Um, but also like when we're in faith-filled relationship, whether that's friendship or marriage, whatever it is, um, God is actually gonna use those relationships in amazing ways. You're gonna be able to do things you could not do by yourself. And so we're five years in, there's, there's people here who've made lifelong friends here, there's people here who have met spouses here, there's people here um, who have joined table communities who have been around them at the lowest points in their life and prayed for them. Uh, there's just, there's so much beautiful stuff and so I feel excited that We're now at a place where there's this like foundation of relationship. And there's also people here who are here for the very first time. And you're like, I don't know a single person in this room. Um, And if that is you, I would so encourage you to get into a table. And I know it can feel a bit awkward at first. You're like, who are all these strangers? I've, I've been that person myself. I remember going to a table in my early 20s, not knowing a soul. And having those people be really transformational in my faith and in my life. So it's in those small places where we can be vulnerable. We can have community. Like that's the church, and it's unlike anything else in the world. There's no other place you're going to find um, this kind of a gang. And I can just say, like, I know a lot of you, and these are amazing people. So don't don't like sell yourself short and not get to know them. Um, so I feel excited for community to deepen, and also for the door to widen for who can come in.
1: Mm. Love that, um, uh, and I, I feel like, like our, you know, our vision, um, as you said, the start, is like it's the same. Um, you know, we, we want to be a church for the city. Uh, we, we're following the way of Jesus, playing our part in the renewal of the city. Like, ultimately, we're not here for us. Like, we just we just get the we just get the joy of getting caught up in what God is doing, and and like that's where the healing and, and the freedom is. And um, I think as I. Um, I guess like it's 2023, it's, it's, it's been a hard few years and it's probably going to be another hard couple of years. Like life in general is quite tough, just blank, like kind of bot- the bottom line is quite tough for most people. And then there's the acute felt pain that many of you are carrying in this room and and we want to be a place where, where healing can happen. And um, But I, I feel like we're also... Um, as we look out, I think we're being called, particularly in these next five years, to I think to have a bit of a different perspective to the one that, uh, that is just at large in the world and in culture um i was reminded uh, it's genesis 28 i think it's going to come up on the screen th- um, 11 to 13 says this this is about jacob's a very famous encounter that jacob has um uh where, where he has this vision of this like stairway to heaven and led zeppelin got big off it but um Uh, it's Genesis 28, says this, when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. And then he has this dream, this vision. It goes on to say, uh, the stairway resting on earth, reaching up to the top of the heaven. I am the Lord, your God, the father of Abraham and father of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Basically like fulfilling these prophecies of long ago, but it was just that first line. At a certain place, he stopped because he was tired and he used a stone as a pillow. And it's just like totally ordinary. There's nothing particularly remarkable uh, about that scene. And um, I I just think in our town um, of like our fairly insignificant lives in the grand scheme of things and like kind of this sort of certain place uh, that we find ourselves in, um, I just feel like maybe there's something in that passage where in a certain place he had the most significant pictures and revelations uh, that we get in the Bible of this incredible encounter where heaven touches earth, the presence of God is made known and um, we get this kind of beautiful imagery and so many things happening from it and uh, I, I just think that's what our city needs. I, I think what our, our, the citizens of our city need is is to look up and to shift their perspective to see a beautiful God who is just desperately, passionately for them. And he's only going to see that if we're the people to show them and to change their perspective and and to help lift their eyes and I just think in this certain place with these ordinary people maybe not using rocks as pillows but uh, kind of like in the in the routine and the kind of the grit of life I think that he is calling us to have like a prophetic imagination for what could possibly be into a city where it feels like our eyes are down here and we're just getting through the next day that we'd be a people that would lift eyes creatively to tell stories, to create art, that would, that would tell a different and more hopeful future to start entrepreneurial businesses that would be a force for good in the world, to be people who are moved by compassion, that don't just be like, I'm thinking of you, like I'm at your doorstep and here's some food and like, what do you need? People who are moved uh, by the spirit and the presence of God in ordinary everyday lives and to help shift uh, the perspective um, uh, of our city I think it's what, what so many people are crying out for and I feel like that's what we're called into and I know I to speak a little bit more about that uh, next week but a kind of a, a prophetic imagination a prophetic vision for what could be uh, that, that we would live into and then as, as we live into it others start to follow um, can I say one more thing? Please um, Uh, one of the things that it says in that video is um, obviously we're we're celebrating five years but there's been a worshipping community for 1,300 years on this site Um, and I just think we're not doing anything particularly new uh, it's not. I like. I don't look at what we do and be like, wow, amazing, so so innovative. I just think we're doing what the church has always done, uh, and it's been happening here for a thousand plus years. And I was really struck. And um, uh, as many of you know, a couple of weeks ago we launched uh, another church in Lords Hill with Tom and Jenny leading there. And um, over a, it was about a year ago. I was going to their um, their PCC meeting and kind of talking to them about like what we could do. In partnership, and um, the church warden warns me. There's one guy there. He's like the gatekeeper of that community. Uh, he's a founding member. He's been at that church for 40 years. Um, it's lovely. Like this lovely old guy called Bob. Um, uh, and he, she said, "You need like Bob's the only one that's not convinced." Uh, and he, if we if we get him excited everyone else will follow. Um, and so I went to this uh, PCC and I was kind of sharing all of our sort of like, this is what we could do, this is how we'd like to help. And um, Bob had been there for an hour. He had not said a single word the whole night. And I was just like, just clocking him being like, he hates it, this is going to die. Uh, this is never going to go anywhere. Um, and then there was just this moment of silence and there's like, you know, when like, you're in a room just like, it's obvious that you need to speak now. This is getting too uncomfortable. Um, uh, And he said, and I I wrote it down, I was just absolutely blown away. It's complete silence. And he said this, the flame of the spirit has gone down into an ember, but the Lord has has never left us. I am believing with the Lord that he is going to bring a fresh wind and and fan into flames his church. And fan into flames his church once again. And it's just like, that's what we want. <laughs> that's what we want to see. We are not doing anything new. Uh, this has been happening for generations and generations that people like Bob and like many others, we're just like we're standing on the shoulders of giants. We're, like, st- we're standing on the faithfulness of this ground and the prayers. Sorry, I I feel it quite passionately. And like the, the faithful prayers of the people that have sewed in and sewed in and sewed in and so that we can stand with them and say, in our time, would your kingdom come? In our time, would your will be done in our lives, in the lives of our friends and families and in the lives of our city? Like that's what we want to see in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. So, in amongst the birthday cake and the decorations and the lightness of celebrating a fifth birthday, what John has just said is, is why we are making a moment of this is because there is something so significant to what God has called each of us to do and what we are building on from doing and what we will continue to carry with us and so yes we are sharing stories and yes we have had um, other people up the front and, and give a snapshot of where Jesus has been at work in their lives but I hope that you like me have have looked into those moments and gone I can see myself in that or I want to see myself in that or God I long for that and so this is more than just a birthday celebration this is a saying yeah God we want more we want to see more and I know that you are going to pray us and lead us in some prayer um along those lines in a moment but um It takes brave people to say yes to those things and it takes bold people to step out of comfort zones um, to do those things. So we are celebrating St. Mary's Church, past and present, um, but we also just want to celebrate both of you guys in this moment for being bold and stepping out and following God's call. So um, would you stand with me as we applaud these guys for all they are and what they've done just as a thank you. Do you feel ready to pray for us now? Yeah. You? I feel more emotional, to be yeah, honest.
2: Yeah.
1: I've done that to people for many years. It is actually quite uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sorry. Um, hey, as we're standing, would we pray? I'm just going to share a passage in a second. But um, just as we've always done, oh, we're just going to pray, come Holy Spirit, it's you that we need. Maybe just um, eyes closed, hands out, ready to receive all uh, that the Lord is already doing in us and what he wants to um, deposit into your life, into your heart, into your mind this morning. Just That's not just something that I'm saying, that's a reality that God has been doing for generations. Meeting with his people, filling them and so come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit we need you we want more of you